but not Dr. I believe they put those in my box. There were like three letters the other day. Neil Myers photo. I've been on the air here for 11 years. They don't want my picture. They already know what I look like. Neil Myers. I hate to break the news to you, but Neil Myers is a distant relative of Bella Lugosi. Oh, there's Terry now. She's going to go get the pizzas, right? Oh, yeah. Now, don't give me that look like, well, you know, like like if you insist, you know, that put upon, like if you get to eat some of it, you'll be out there in two seconds. She's the biggest chow hound in the building. That was sort of that yes and no. You know, yeah. Here's a 20. Does that make it any more... Uh, oh, don't do that. Uh, no, that's not what that was for. No, you know me better than that. 50? No. You'll pay me 50. Oh, that's pretty good. Not enough. There's nobody in this building, trust me. Um, well, at least we know one... Can I quote this? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> What are you, from standards and practices now? Is that no. what you're in here for? I'm all for this, Neil. I was not prepared for his crudeness, his violence. No sooner had half Cherokee locked the door behind him than I saw an expression on his face which I confess I did not like. Gone was the hot pleading boy of only 11 minutes earlier. Instead, there was a contorted face of a man with rape on his mind. Roughly, he grabbed me. Oh, dear, I thought wearily. Has it come to this? I asked myself, echoing James Mason as he played the Emperor in the Terrence Young remake of Mayerling, a film that has, I gather, delighted hundreds of long-distance jet travelers, amongst them Myron. Baby, I gotta have it, and I gotta have it now. Please, I whispered, gently pushing at his hard chest, which was jammed against my maiden form bra stuffed with latex. But his only response was to slam his hornet's nest considerably enlarged against my crotch. I struggled. He held my arms close to my side. He was very strong, I noted. For one weak but delicious moment, as I inhaled the clean sweat of his body, I weighed the pros and cons of surrender. But when his greedy lips began to ravish my ear and I realized that my wig might fall off, I wrenched free of him. Come here, he commanded. No, no, I fluttered away. I'm saving myself for Mr. Wright. Honey, I'm Mr. Wright. He started toward me, an ominous figure. But I don't know you. I mean, let's not hurry this, darling. This is our first real date. Petting, yes, but not... He grabbed at me. I leaped behind the bed. Keating, he swore. Come here, bitch. Darling, no, please, I want you to respect me. To my joy that I realized that vocally I had for the first time achieved the dark-throaty Margaret Sullivan quality. Transfixed by the sound of my own magical voice, I fear I let down my guard. Half Cherokee dove across the bed and tackled me. Yes, tackled Myra Breckenridge, a goddess true, but also a woman tender and frail. I was stunned by his force, horrified by his brutality, saddened that he didn't respect me. For a confused moment, he held me pinioned in his arms, my back pressed against the radiator, which left me, I just noticed, with a black and blue derriere. I looked up, saw a satanic smile. I'm going to burger you, bitch. Those carven, boyish lips were like a satyr's, no, like a carnivore's. Don't, please. Without difficulty, I summoned a tear to my eye. After all, Margaret Sullivan's voice was coming from me. You white bitches are all alike. Renquist teasers. (laughs) I was bemused by the adjective. It was not me he wanted, beautiful and vulnerable as I am. No, it was a white woman that he wanted to humiliate. He wanted to avenge wounded knee in my body. At that instant, I fear, the lad lost my sympathy, if not my interest. As he started to rip at my dress, I gave him my special giant moth karate blow to the belly. He doubled up, unable to breathe. Then a well-aimed twist and push, coordinating right shoulder with left leg, dropped him to the floor with a crash. Before he knew what hit him, I was seated on the small of his back with his left arm twisted behind him so that the slightest pressure of my forefinger on his wrist would cause the most excruciating pain. 
Christ, he grunted, what the burger do you think you're doing? <laughs> Protecting myself from rape, darling. Rape, Keating, he snarled onto the floor, still unbroken. You want it. You know you want it. Not perhaps in the way you think. Delicately, I pressed my forefinger on his wrist and was rewarded with a yelp. Stop that. Only if you promise to be a good boy. What are you, some kind of a freak, a lady wrestler or something? He looked at me over his shoulder. For the time I detected the beginning of fear, but I had, have, no desire to hurt him. I want only to rebuild him in my own image. I also knew that if I were to frighten him too much, he would never return. Foolish goose, I gave him a sweet smile. I just learned a few little tricks to keep from being all mussed up by purse snatchers and by rapists. But you want it, Myra. You know you do. Come on, let me up, and I'll show you a good time. That I'd like to see, darling, but I think you better cool off a bit. I made myself comfortable on his firm, rubbery buttocks. He looked remarkably appealing with his head twisted around so they could see me like the new moon over his left shoulder, the straight black hair all tousled. I noticed that in our scuffle he had lost his moccasins. One associative thought led to another. You called me a white bitch. Well, you are. I mean, you're white. Pressure no greater than a feather's fall on his wrist. Don't, he yelled. Say you're sorry for calling me a bitch, darling. I'm sorry. That's a good boy. You hate white people, don't you? No, hell, I'm half white. Let's see which half. He stared at me blankly. With my right hand, I took his ankle and bent his leg back so that the large square foot in its dingy white sock was almost level with my eyes. I peeled off the damp sock. What are you doing? He tried to straighten his leg, but pressure on the wrist made him change his mind. He groaned, then shuddered as I examined the calloused, olive-tinted sole of his foot. Looking to see what color you really are, darkies have pink soles. I ain't no nigger, he muttered. No, but the bottom of your foot is lighter than the rest. You're definitely two-toned, darling. Can you imagine if Taffy's listening? <laughs> this was quite true. He was not literally a redskin, more light brown with yellowish tints. I noticed that the hairs on his ankle were sparse, black, and fine. Come on, he said, embarrassed as I playfully tickled his toes. Let me up. Let's call it a day. I'm sorry what I did. I was now tickling the other foot, and he began to shudder. Hey, stop. I'm ticklish. I stopped. Let's see if you're two-toned everywhere. I reached under him and got his belt buckle in my hand. He tried to roll away from me. This time I gave him sufficient pressure to make him scream. Darling, there must be no secrets between us. I changed my position, sat on his shoulder blades. You're breaking my arm, he whined. I was also pushing his jeans down to his knees with my foot. He wore no underwear. The smooth, coppery buttocks glistened sweatily in the bright glare of the single overhead Mazda. Well, well, I said significantly. Well, well, what, he squeaked, nervously clenching his buttocks tight together. I ran my hand lightly over the silky, moist surface. It was like hard Goodyear rubber tire. Relax, darling. My hand was at the juncture of buttocks and legs, a dark, velvety Maltese cross that marked the spot, as it were, the center of the male, the sacred blackman. I am... I am relaxed. Listen, I better get going. I gave his bottom a little smack. Open for Myra. Pressure on the wrist, a cry, the buttocks went slack. I pushed it, that made them jingle. Jiggle. Mike Lance will come in here if we say jingle. Although at present his musculature is typically masculine, I could see how once his male organs are removed and his system fortified with female hormones, the broad pelvic region would be truly ravishing. Absence of unsightly hairs on his back, except for a single black tuft at the beginning of the anus, is also a definite plus. Looking down at what will soon be a woman's superb thighs, I couldn't help but think how one day some man, no, a host of men, will be forever in my debt when they hold in their arms the luscious woman's body of half-Cherokee, my creation. But I still have my work cut out for me. Spread your legs wide, darling. Keating, he moaned but obeyed. There on the floor, vulnerable yet somehow impressive, were his large, black, hairless Powells. What a nice beat. 522-00. 
1-800-273-1811. This is Neil Rogers. If you thought as I did that West Broward was a wasteland for fine... Just think of all the billions of little half-Cherokees swimming around in there waiting to get out. Not now they aren't. I had broken him. Come on, let me up. But maybe I've changed my mind, I teased, and maybe I want it now. I don't think I can, he said. Some stud. Anyway, you need relief, darling. All rapists do. I got off him suddenly. Stand up, darling. Wearily, he got to his feet. He looked frightened and angry, as what would-be rapist would not with his trousers about his ankles and his shirt hiked up to his armpits. You can relieve yourself, darling, I said, pointing to his dark, long Rehnquist, which curved in a Baroque line over the loose-hanging Powells. <laughs> he was not circumcised. I was also pleased to note that except for a silky black mustache at the base of the Rehnquist, his front was as hairless as the back. I was particularly satisfied by the nipples. They are small, brown, and for a male, unusually protuberant, almost a quarter inch in length when excited. I know, for I proceeded to tickle him as he stood there dumbly, unable to believe what was happening to him. There's many a girl who would love to have Father Hills like yours. I ain't got Father Hills, he said. I slapped the hard, flat, pectoral muscle with my hand, but darling, you do have beautiful, exciting, excitable nipples. As I played with him, I studied the veins near his armpit, trying to recall which is the one that I'll take the silicone to. I must get the old anatomy book out and do my homework from Myron by Gore Vidal. The next few paragraphs I will not read because we still want the license. Harrison is upset that I'm telling everybody what he did to his wife last night. Oh, his wife was the old half-Cherokee, the one that he picked up at Bingo at the Seminole Indian Reservation, right. Well, she looks ravishing now. Let's see, be leaving for the brick oven in 20 minutes. They're calling... Or call 476-7725 for reservations. Mention W-I-N-Z. Don't have a bulletin card? <laughs> what the hell is that all about? Oh, I can't believe that. Here is a letter, and by the way, thanks for all the nice letters in the midst of all of this mail, too. Neil, send out your so far petitions immediately. The Hallandale Digest not only supports you in this ludicrous censorship issue, but will be happy to assist your petition drive. Hopefully you'll receive support from other print media. Not all South Florida publications are out of touch with the reality. This is a serious matter that must be addressed immediately. Dan Blueston, Vice President, Hallandale Digest. P.S. If the FCC censors the term old bags, Hallandale will cease to exist. Oh. How do you like that for being frank and upfront? He's really impressed me. That, that yeah, Hallandale Digest is pretty good. You notice Intendola yeah. said he doesn't read it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, he doesn't have an IQ to read anything. You know, he's still working on a weekly reader. Okay, let's pick up where we left off. I think this gets to the good part with CNN and also uh, with Larry King. I think Larry writes Howard a check here. Conference for Lucky. Right after this. Two Park Avenue. Now, come on, let's stop with all these interviews already, huh? I, get, I did a press conference for you guys yesterday. That's the big story. What's your problem? The story is the same as, as the guy before. I mean, you've got to find out what you're going to do today. But you guys heard what I'm going to do today. I just did a whole show. Well, you got to find out. What you can't tell, though, is you spent the whole show talking about the FCC, and we don't know when you're going to revert to your usual uh, sex and ethnic joke. Wait a minute. You see, you guys the usual suck. Show. You guys suck. Because I'm going to tell you something. This is why CNN particularly sucks. Because you guys have gotten millions of things of me on tape. Then you go ahead and you write your own damn story anyway. If you got, are you a regular listener of this show? No, you're not. Don't. That's not too often. Often when the crews listen to your show on the radio. Okay, you know that 90% of the time we're not sitting and talking about sex. 
We're sitting and talking about the news. We're sitting and talking about what's going on in the world. We're talking about AIDS. We're talking about... Yeah, I agree. You do that a lot, yeah. too. But I mean a lot of sex and ethnic stuff. I mean, you're not usually talking about the FCC for hours. Yeah, well, come on. talking about whatever's on our mind. And nine times out of ten, it's sex. <laughs> I'm horny, all right? <laughs> you're not a guy. You don't know what it's like to have these kind of genitals. <laughs> Those hormones surging through your body. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, you know, it's just, we don't sit around just dwelling on sex for sex's sake. It's no. about a man's psyche we're talking about. What do you know? Am I going to say the word penis on the air? Okay, penis. There, you got it? I didn't change. I mean, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do now? Now you guys want me to use the F word. Just run a tape of the radio. I, I have a couple questions, really. I just don't have my crew in here to ask them. Uh, what, a crew? I'm, not I'm interested in what you think of the definition, the new definition. The new definition? The new old definition of, of what's indecent. I mean, the definition is seems pretty broad. I think hacking a girl's arms off, um, chopping her arms off, leaving her by the side of the road to die, then going to prison for it for only eight years and coming out is obscene. That's what I think is obscene. But if you look at the... At How come I'm the only one applauding on this thing? <laughs> Even you're not buying this, huh? If you look at the new definition, though, I mean, it's a really wide oh, definition. Man. Look at this. Read it. What is the new definition? Uh, what's indecent would be language or material that depicts, uh, in terms patently offensive, as measured by contemporary community standards, sexual or excretory activities or organs. I mean, that's a lot yeah. broader. It covers a lot more things than the seven dirty words. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Sounds to me like uh, it's not constitutional. Well, that's what I want to ask you on camera. Oh, on camera? I sort of don't want to do all on camera stuff. But don't. You don't have to do this. America, Howard. We're going to take your right. No, this isn't Russia. Back. But at least I talked to you, right? I mean, you got some information and stuff. Oh, we got information. Because really, I don't look that good today. The headphones have messed up my hair. I have no makeup. I didn't shave. I mean, everyone, Robin, I do not look my best today. No. I've looked better. And I'm not wearing a shirt with a collar, so my neck looks real thin and my Adam's apple sticking out. Mm. Nah. I'm going to decline. But I, and, and by the way, believe me, nobody wants CNN anyway. What's the point? You guys are just playing a television. You know, she has to go back to... You know me, Howard. You have to go back to some tape? Or what, you're going to get in trouble? Yes, I... Oh, See, now I feel bad for you. Well, I'm, I'm trying to make you feel guilty. <laughs> they're not going to fire you, because you're like, you know... You're like one of their good reporters. Okay. <laughs> now, give me a break. i got to do my job, too, you know? You people haven't been very supportive, either. Yeah, you guys really, you guys do real crap you know, stories you, on me. How are you getting raked over the coals by these people? Yeah, you, and then you're going to take ten seconds of whatever I say and chop it up and say, Yes, Howard Stern. Look at you me today. said it. I mean, the, the basic attitude. Oh, you dwell on sex. Yeah, I mean, you're really, you really said sort of the wrong thing. These people have, have labeled you this way. It's their fault. Yeah. This whole mess. That's right. Well, you want to interview someone about sex? Why don't you interview Larry King? He's the one porking Danzy Dickinson all the time and having heart attacks. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis, you're on the air. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm going to find the new guidelines. I just committed something. I'm going to go check with my attorney. You know how much money attorneys are going to make now off all this? Oh, yeah. They're back in business. Incredible. Holy cow. FCC lawyers, they had nothing to do for a couple of years. Oh, you're talking several millions of dollars. Remember all those guys we used to know in Washington? Yeah. They were out of work. Yeah, there was nothing to do. Could they going to sue over meter readings? <laughs> and that potentiometer's off a tenth of a point. Got to sue. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? FCC lawyers, all of a sudden, you see everyone in, in law school... Jumping up and down to be an FCC lawyer. That's it. 
I got like 900 phone calls from the ACLU. ACLU. They're dying to represent. I mean, uh, this is a field day. This is what this is all about. It's lawyers. You know what else is about? I saw the um, seven guys from the uh, FCC and TV. Lawyers. Most of them are lawyers. They're yeah. just creating work for all their buddies. That's it. And most of them look like the type of guys who got beat up in high school. You know what the guys on the FCC? Mm -hmm. I saw one guy on Larry King's show. Did you see Larry King? No. <laughs> you got to listen to this guy. Let me just fast forward through this tape. But you got to listen to this guy. He, um, he looks like the kind of guy who got beat up in high school up by wise guys like me. And now he's like, he's like, you're gonna get my, you're gonna get yours, you're gonna get your due. Hey, listen, to me. All right, where is he? All right, I gotta get the tape. Oh, it's not cute. Yeah, but you gotta hear this guy. Can I get my crew while you're cueing your tape? Oh, come on with your crew, because you guys are just gonna hatch at me anyway. Just you guys got enough footage of me that you can hatch at me. Wants to use old footage? Yeah. yeah. It's okay with me. You can use old footage. You guys got some good footage of me. All right, let me just uh, recue this tape. This is pretty cool. Because this is the kind of guy that, like, used to hate wise guys like me. Because I probably made fun of him. He never got to be in the good group. Yeah, he never got to go to the A party. So he's going to hold it against me. He used to sit over in the corner and just watch. Yeah. What? I know a fair amount about radio management. I think without a smother warning... Right, here it comes. Right. This isn't the guy from the FCC. This is like a civil libertarian dude who's really wild. Like he believes in every kind of freedom. Freedoms I'm against. <laughs> Even I'm not that. I'm actually... Yes, that's true. This is the guy. That's what you wanted. Uh, I think that uh, every idea that's worth the thinking about in society will remain on the airwaves, and I'm not at all concerned that there be an... Every thought that deserves to be. worth thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> Can't think about excretory functions. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. <laughs> what is that, illegal now? <laughs> what is that? Hey, that was offensive. <laughs> Sorry, Robin. But only to you. Yeah. Guys think that's funny. <laughs> Reaction and down the slope towards uh, the wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm out of time. I know, I know. Listen to Larry. Now, that was pretty offensive. The way you cut those guys off. Yeah, Larry's offensive. <laughs> Can I, was it the same thing that Larry King in that ruling? <laughs> I'm out of time. 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 I'm We'll be right back. We thank Don Imus, Bruce Fine, and Nat Hento. Yeah, Imus has got to be happy. He gets on TV now doing my interviews that I reject. I reject it. <laughs> anyway, now you don't want your crew in here. Just use some old footage and stuff. You guys hatch at me all the time anyway. I'm sick of you. Not you personally. I don't think you're a very nice person, but... Just the industry you're in. And the way you come on, you know, you come in here. Uh, so you're going to... So come on, when are you going to get to the sex? So now I gotta sit. Now I now I'm forced to do sex because everybody's sitting here waiting for me to do it. I know. Screw it. I'm never doing sex again. <laughs> this is just to get people. I'm mean, gonna have to stay tuned for like the next seven years to wait to hear if I do it again. <laughs> I'm doing this just to go back at CNN. <laughs> like look at that 57th Street. I had some bikini girls with me. Yeah. So they photographed the bikini girls. It had nothing to do with the show. It had nothing to do with the show. It's just, I like to travel with girls in bikinis, okay? That's my little hang-up. That doesn't happen every day. Exactly. I mean, Murray LeKay had like two or three wives, didn't he? I guess, I huh? don't I like to travel with bikini girls. Now, if you got into a bikini, maybe I'd let your camera crew in here. <laughs> what size cups do you have? Now, is that an attack on women? Mm, it could be. That's a sexual thing. Uh -oh. <laughs> that, uh, that isn't relevant. That's not worth thinking about. Cups. And women. <laughs> Good night. Now 
thinking about. <laughs> that guy's dangerous. <laughs> Every thought we're thinking about. See, Kyle. <laughs> and yum, we kill those vets. <laughs> I have to get back to my hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Larry, do you date Angie Dickinson? <laughs> Listen in the background when Larry King does an interview. Listen to him in the background. you got to hear this, right? Are you concerned that the stern warning is going to... He wants to let everyone know he's still breathing? Yeah. Because he's had, like, a, you know, the big heart attack. So he's like, in the background, just listen to him, he's going... Check this out, though. It's very subtle. Do we lead to, I'm just saying something tomorrow where WNBC could lose its license. I'm just going to say, I'm just hasn't said anything where anyone could lose their license for the past 15 years. They're hoping he says something to make people listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people just say anything that's creative. Uh, I'm not going to try to in any way get into Don Imus's head. Uh, oh, that'd be interesting. Oh, boy. I'd like to do that. Yeah. Oh, what lucky girl wouldn't. <laughs> But I am concerned, as I said before, to use a, a cliche that, that is operative here. I think I've worked in radio a lot. I know a fair amount about radio management. I think without another warning coming down, there'll be a, a considerable shift by management dealing with people who are less, let us say, independent than Don and saying, watch it. And you're going to get a lot of good. <laughs>
That's all that happened. And they're changing the rules, and nobody knows what the rules are. And by the time they figure out, I'll be uh, long gone. I'll be about 87 years old. That's right, because uh, nobody can beat the system. Exactly, my friend. And by the way, let's make the announcement that Steve Rossi has been signed for our television yeah. show. Yeah. Steve Rossi has been signed for our television show. We're bringing him back. And we'll show them what we can do on television if they think that, you're, that you've done anything uh, that is uh, contrary on radio. There you go. Now we'll file television. That's right. We're moving right We're taking on all media. Which is, by the time they throw us off of this media, we'll be well entrenched in the other media. Right. <laughs> on that. I just keep moving as quick as I can. It's hard to hit a moving target. <laughs> hyperbolic. You know, uh, Michael Jackson gave me his, his hyperbolic chamber. And i got to tell you something. I was so uncomfortable because there's not enough room in there for me and Mike. <laughs> All right, Steve, i got to go. Goodbye, Steve. Uh, bye, Steve. Thanks for your support. Thank, thank you so much, Steve. Okay, 141 <laughs> at WINZ. I'm telling you, I know he cashed a check for Larry. There's no question in my mind. Okay, let's do a break here. We'll come right back. You're going to be hearing a lot about the 1090 plan. Why? Because it makes good sense. Hi, this is Ron Harrison. What is the 1090 plan? Simplicity describes it. You can build a large retirement fund, a college education fund, an estate fund, simply by purchasing the everyday items you need. Each time you purchase a product or service through the 1090 plan, within seven days of the purchase, 1090 deposits a percentage of your purchase price in an escrow account insured by the FDIC. Then a group annuity is purchased from among the nation's largest insurance companies. Use your consumer power, build equity, buy merchandise, travel, even lease automobiles. You're spending money today at the same time accumulating dollars and building equity for tomorrow. You save for tomorrow by spending today. Call the 1090 plan and get 50% off the regular membership fee with a 10-day money-back guarantee. In Dade County, call 945-9757. 945-9757. In Broward, call 733-5557. 733-5557. The 1090 plan. Hi, this is Neil Rogers, and if you're a boater, listen up, because I'm going to tell you about some of the most unbelievable bargains found only at Southern Ocean Supply. For starters, Southern Ocean Supply has the President P580 25-watt high-performance marine radio by Uniden. The P580, loaded with features, delivers crisp, clear transmission and reception on 45 transmit and 55 receive channels. And best of all, the P580, which normally sells for $349.95, is now just $149. And boaters, how about this? A heavy vinyl life jacket organizer with six life jackets, Southern Ocean Supply specially priced at just $48.50. Also at Southern Ocean Supply, you'll find name brand quality like Sporty, Topsider, and Zodiac inflatables. Southern Ocean Supply opens seven days a week with extended hours, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday till 7 p.m. Competent and courteous sales assistance and the best prices anywhere. Southern Ocean Supply, just three blocks north of State Road 84 on Federal Highway in Fort Lauderdale. Know what it costs to open a home equity credit line at American Savings? That's right. Absolutely nothing. From now till June 30th, you don't have to pay an application fee. You don't have to pay an appraisal fee. You don't even have to pay an annual membership fee. You don't have to pay a cent. Not a penny. Zero. Zilch. Zip. What's more, unlike a lot of other loans, the interest may still be tax-deductible. And the annual percentage rate is only 2% over prime. 
If you're the owner of a single-family home, now's the time to open a home equity credit line. So visit the American Savings Office nearest you for an easy-to-fill-out home equity credit line application. Or call us today for information. If you've been looking for something for nothing, you just found it. But only till June 30th at American Savings and Equal Opportunity Lending. No one can assess your finances better than you can. This is Taffy McCallum. Join me Thursday with Doreen Shane, who will show you how. It's 2 o'clock Thursday on WINZ. <coughs> okay, it's uh, 16 before 2 at WINZ. Actually, Taffy's show is going to be How to Take from the Blacks and Give to the Whites is going to be the topic of her show. And uh, I wonder what she thinks about the new NBA basketball team, huh? wonder if she's going to be hanging around there in uh, Liberty City. Can you just see that? She's probably got her season tickets already. Wouldn't it be great if she got all her white friends to buy up all of the season tickets for the arena? That would be real interesting. And then, of course, once that happened, they'd have to move all the residents to the area to some other part of town. Like maybe maybe they could swap. Maybe all they, you can move all the black people to Brickell Avenue in those nice buildings, and Taffy and all her white folks could move into uh, Liberty City and Overtown, into all the tenement buildings. You know what they say, what goes around comes around. Where did we hear that? I think Sandy said that. Is was it Sandy? Yeah. 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 It was very profound. That was right after she had the TV repairman on. <laughs> and he was asking about that uh, volume dial and uh, kept saying, what goes around comes around. <laughs> anyway, uh, is there anybody in the audience who was up? Did we have any complaints, any hysteria? No. I mean, it wasn't lesbian dial-a-date, but it was, uh, there was some pretty wild stuff in there. I think probably that was a real good example from a news standpoint not only in terms of the First Amendment uh, discussion in the FCC, but also in terms of Larry King. Yeah. That was very apropos, because pretty soon Larry's going bye-bye in this market, isn't he? Yeah. Nobody has picked that show up, and now you can understand why. Uh, next month, I guess early May, I think, like May 4th, he'll be gone. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. Why don't I write him a check? That's what we all should do. We should all send Larry a check and see if he'll cash him for us. No chance. No way, Jose. So what do you make of all of this? This was a pretty uh, momentous day. You ought to be in uh, hog heaven because yeah. you're the big uh, Howard Stern uh, activist yeah. in South Florida. That's... Some people get involved in politics. Some people get involved in the environment. Uh, Glenn Hill, of course, is the Howard Stern civic activist. That's why uh, Mark Kuhn won't speak to me because Spreading I Spreading gutter language and vulgarity from coast to coast. They're funny to me, Neil. I know. I think he's hysterical. They're very funny to me, and you're really going to enjoy that tape that the I gave you. lesbian dial-a-date? Yeah, yeah. Lesbian dial-a-date. Yeah, perfect. We can't even get people to send in pictures here. Our, our uh, hunk hot contest... That died? Went over like a uh, pregnant football. <laughs> that died? You got died. like two pictures? Terminal. And... Well, we got about a half a dozen. But nothing exciting? Now, you I didn't, didn't say, say that. that. Yeah, I know. Well, one of them wasn't exciting. It was just uh, pornographic, and a couple of them were pretty exciting. But, yeah, there were about uh, seven or eight. This is just not a fun town, don't you understand? We don't want to go overboard. I mean, everybody's getting involved in the campaign, and that's great. And we've had a real positive input here. But we have to do everything kind of like a stuffy way because we don't want to have too much fun. Right. The management gets upset if they perceive that we're, you know, having too much fun. Now, maybe Dave Murray over in Tampa, the uh, chief engineer at WPLP, our sister station, maybe he would send us a picture for the contest. Yeah, I only showed you three pictures because the other ones weren't worth seeing, believe me. Trust me, what you saw was the best of the lot, of a sorry lot. Although the first one, now that young man, was he was a model, though, <laughs> right? No, he was, really. He was a very, very good-looking young guy. And he was uh, excellent, by the way. But... Uh, 
You notice how slow he is today? I mean, what is it? Are I don't you, know. Uh, have you been listening to Daffy show? Maybe, maybe so. You seem like you're yeah. on like a 40-second uh, delay today or something. Or like a five-minute delay. I know, I, I know. And I know it has Ordinarily, nothing. he sits here and just on that 60-cycle tone. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't, you know, we don't... <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of gets stuck there. We, we get today. People, you're, people uh, get upset when I come on here, so I've tried not to well, be too not intrusive. Anymore. Not that you're out of work. Now they all feel sorry for Do you. Do they? I saw when you were in the kitchen last week, man. It was like a charity job. Oh, Glenn! <laughs> Everybody was kissing him on the ring, That's man. True. They were just going nuts. But if he got a job again tomorrow, they would just uh, ignore him. They would stonewall it. It's true. Everybody came up, said, "Oh, we hope you come back, and we'd love to see you come." Even back. Uh, Lee Mazzilli or whatever yeah. his name is up there wouldn't talk to you anymore. Lee, Lee Gillette. Lee Gillette. Yeah, he's not talking himself, but uh, yeah. rumors that he, he was be. wearing underwear today, by the way. So that shows you how desperate the people at Zeta are. They're running around in rubber underwear. Well, no wonder Kathy didn't come out. <laughs> just, just a joke. Just a joke. Now she listen. We got to try to put her image back together. I've been accused of turning her into uh, some kind of a uh, dehumanized slut. No. On that show on Saturday. No. Yeah, there was a young guy who called up Mike Spindell on Sunday, and he said that he had made the decision that he will not listen when Kathy and I. He was 36 years old, and mm. he couldn't uh, handle it anymore. I think you because every time he hears us on together, he starts handling it. Must. And be. he says he just can't handle it anymore. It wears him out for the rest of the week. <laughs> okay. That's what he said. All right. And a 36 boy, if that's all it takes, he's got some serious problems. You ought to call up Dr. Bruce. <laughs> okay, we have another break to do, don't we? Boy, I can't believe it. Well, that's what happens when your show degenerates into a Howard Stern uh, concert. I'm curious. Do you think there are people in this audience who even understood what that was all about or appreciated it? Because, I mean, we went to great lengths to uh, put that on the air, and uh, the people at WYSP were nice enough to uh, do something. I hope they appreciated it. I enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm sure well, Mike... let's see on the phone. I mean, if there are people who appreciated getting a chance to hear that and enjoyed uh, whatever it was that Howard and uh, Robin were doing there, let, there's nothing. There's like one line really? flashing. Oh, boy. And that's probably Mike. He's probably Look gonna... at that. I'm serious. There's nothing going on. I mean, any any other thing we do, like... Three lines. Want... Oh, I see. Well, oh, they I did like it. it. There's they six, did like seven it. seven of them, yeah. They're a little slow. Mm. Well, by this time of the show, don't you understand? They're just uh, whipped up into a frenzy. They're just uh, all passed out. <laughs> We're all slow it's like today. like the aftermath yeah, yeah. or of, the afterbirth or something what? like that. Okay, ten minutes before two at WINZ when we come back. That's, uh, yeah, there's still six of them flashing. Okay, Mike Miller is on this one here. <laughs> Let's see, the morning zoo is over here. This must be Mike McKay. Yeah. And the tanner is on one. Mm. And uh, Herman and McQueen are on one of the other lines there, too. Okay, let's take our last break. I promise we just won't do it again here today, and then we'll come right back and wrap it all up and put a bow on it and see what the hell it was all about. Get back. It's 108. That's good. I'm glad this last hour is moving along because I'm getting so tired of beating the audience with a whip today, man. These people are about as laid out. They're all either on drugs or they don't speak English. i got to tell you something. This town, I wonder if Rick Shaw could do the talk up on this. And that was the favorite song of the late FBI director, J. Edgar Hoover. It's uh, nine minutes after one at WYNC. We're going to let it all hang out. So we'll play Neil Rogers, 123 on WINZ. 
Neil will be back in a minute. This is Glenn Hill. I never dreamed when I woke up this morning that I would be filling in for uh, Neil for a few minutes, and I don't have a clue what to talk about. You know, should I take a phone call? No. You, you're serious, Kyle? I should take a phone call? Uh, let me move over to uh, Neil's chair. Wait a minute. This is uh, this is wild. This is like a dream. So I go to uh, number two Hollywood, and we'll see what's happening. Hello, Hollywood. Are you there? Yeah, Hollywood's here. How you doing? Good. Uh, good help luck me fill on your uh, uh, tryout here. Yeah, help me fill in while uh, we. Right, I'd like to, to do that. Yeah, you know what I wanted to say, Neil, but I'll say it to you. It really doesn't matter. And that is that it seems to me that the fantasy of Alice in Wonderland has finally come true, because everything seems to be upside down. If you know what I mean. It's just unbelievable. You know, in the in Alice in Wonderland, uh, uh, people didn't put necklaces on. Necklaces put little people on. And it seems to me that what's called conservative today is really just the opposite. Because if it truly was conservative, then they would be up in arms as soon as there would be any attack on constitutional guaranteed uh, rights. Right. And if <laughs> you don't hear anybody screaming about... Uh, rights violations or limitations except for the who who supposed to be anti uh, uh constitutional rights such as uh, libertarian type people and uh and it seems to me that what is passing off as uh conservatism is just a, a nazi fascist religious fanatical type people amen who uh who uh, aren't satisfied with anything else but bringing this nation to the state of Iran pre uh, uh, Khomeini to the point where maybe we'll have blood in the streets. Maybe we'll have this kind of disorder. I don't know what they're looking for, but it seems to me that they want to make major changes in this country, and if your blood and my blood has to run in the street, then that's fine with them. They're going to have their way. King George is going to be back on the throne, and the revolution is going to have been taken in vain. Okay, and of course, as far as being on the throne is concerned, um, <laughs> 25 past 1 at WYNZ. I want to tell you something. I just found parts of the building that I didn't even know existed, and it's a good thing I found them. I'm really concerned about the FM. Boy, am I concerned. I run out of here, and I go to the, what would you call that? Restroom. The, but, but the regular yeah. restroom. Yeah. What? The, the men's room. <laughs> and they're having like an FM staff meeting in there. In the okay? bathroom? In the bathroom. Well, I mean, uh, and in the stalls. And I'm very nervous when you go into a restaurant restroom and there are a whole bunch of guys cavorting around in there. You know what I'm saying? Was the consultant in there, Neil? And somebody, one of them was singing Glory Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm serious. Then I look up in the front at the executive John up there, right. and the door is closed. Oh, and boy. all of a sudden, my life is flashing before <laughs> my eyes, and I thought, how can this be? See, that was one of the nice things about being here at night. Yeah, no problem. Now, I'm sure that Kyle remembers a couple of times at night, even with guests here, when nature, all of a sudden, in the middle of an hour, you know, when nature just uh, was going to have its way, right. and we put on a couple of PSAs, and I flew out of here, and, you know, but there was nobody here, so you didn't have to worry about that. But during the daytime, man, look out. So, I, um, luckily, you told me about that. The hidden bathroom. Grotesque bathroom in the back there that looks like uh, something out of the dark ages. <laughs> Although, you know, looks are not what counts. That's right. As long as the plumbing works, man, that's the only thing that really okay. uh, that you care about. I didn't know that was back there either. It's hidden that's away. That's the Ron right? Harrison uh, boudoir yeah. back there <laughs> with a little shower. 
I think Harper goes. Whew. Okay, let's go back to the phone. I'm sorry, but boy, that was just. Uh, in fact, uh, I may make another move back there any moment, and I do mean move. <laughs> Plantation. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. Does all this count as excretory? Uh, exactly. <laughs> very well put, sir. Uh, we're in big trouble now. Yes. Uh, now that they're going to have live models in underwear commercials on TV. Yeah. That means someday we'll have live condom models on TV. No doubt. <laughs> That's the next step. But what's really obscene is a new state gun law, if you ask me. Uh, they're really just pushing it too far. And then they said, uh, well, we'll let each county decide on the waiting period. Why, do, why don't they just let each county decide on the whole issue? Well, as far as I'm concerned, as I said before, it's a lost cause, and it just it's not even worth talking about. I mean, you know, I think at this point that everybody ought to go out and buy a gun. And, uh, the, you know, the gun is not what it's all about. It's the people. The people in this country are irresponsible. It's got nothing to do with whether you... I mean, look at this maniac last night. Are you serious? Oh, God. Boy, we finally got one of those out of the building. Now we got a whole new... Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> Good golly, Miss Molly. You used to open up that FM recording studio, and all those little boys would come falling out of there. like five years old. Okay, it's 14 before 2. I think I'm going to... Uh, I'm not sure, though. Don't uh, go away. No, In right. fact, I really don't... I don't think I am going to make it. I just... As soon as I said that, there was just like a little uh, voice inside of me that said, <laughs> Who do you think you're kidding? <laughs> you know, like there's no way you're going to make it. 14 minutes. Oh, no. No way. Oh, not 14 seconds, maybe. <laughs> Can we have a countdown? Ooh, wait a minute. Maybe if I take deep breaths... <sighs> We can put on Tour de France again. <laughs> South Miami, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hello, friend. Let's talk about life experience. Um, I'd like to ask one thing that no one seemed to have brought up. If the FCC considers a lot of things uh, uh, patently offensive, if you're in the, if you're in the armed forces, the, uh, you're certainly not able to turn off the commanding officer's cursing and all sorts of other things that they say, which are far more horrendously over here on Howard Stern's program. Anyone who's ever been in the Air Force or the Army or the Navy knows that the... Uh, or in the Marines. Or, Don't leave out the Marines, sir. Uh, Marines. I had a friend who was in the Marines. In fact, he was stationed at Guantanamo Bay. Commanding officer came in the week after he stepped out of line a bit and said, you know, I saw your sister and she was the best piece of A I've ever had in my life. Talk about patently offensive and try turning him off. Yes, sir. Go ahead. So, uh, I wonder if they're going to start bringing any criminal charges against uh, the enlisted people. Probably. Uh, I guess you know people like General Westmoreland have enough uh, enough of that stuff behind them to put them away for the rest of their lives. Take care, Neil. <laughs> okay, sir. Was that a good call? I'm not sure. I'm not either. All. I was uh, sitting here pondering it. I wonder we'll have to call former Admiral Point. What is he now? Is he a rear admiral? <laughs> Can we say that on the air? I think he is. They demoted him, didn't they? Yeah, he's a rear admiral. You know what that means, don't you? Hollywood, hello. Yeah, hello, Neil. Yes. Uh, hey, listen, I'm, I'm behind you 100% on this so far campaign that you had this petition drive, as far as that goes. But I'm just wondering if we're not... Uh, <clears throat> It, did you ever give any thought? Are illegal. The Constitution and the Bill of Rights says very clearly Congress shall make no law abridging the right of first speech. It doesn't say a few laws. It doesn't say a couple of laws. It doesn't say more than one law. It doesn't have an asterisk. It says they shall make no law abridging the right of free speech or the free exercise of religion. Period. 
And along come these self-appointed moralists and censors, and they decide what that's supposed to mean. And when you start monkeying around with our most basic freedoms, who the hell knows what it's going to be next? You know, we, we keep saying it over and over and over again, and I still have this sinking feeling that the people who ought to be the most scared by it, who've been through it before, these are going to be the last ones to respond because they're totally confused about the issue. The issue has nothing to do with words that you think are vulgar. It has to do whether the government can continue to censor and repress free expression. Because if it's words this week about sex or organs, next week it'll be words about the president or politicians, and the week after that it'll be something else that we can't say. It's 152 at WYZ. I better not get too excited because that might uh, stimulate some internal activity here. We'll pause and come right back. <laughs> And if your talk show host is a lemon, they're going to take care of that, too, so uh, stick around for that. Now we've discovered today, if nothing else, we discovered why they haven't been talking on the FM. <laughs> right? No, seriously, isn't that supposed to be part of polite manners, is never speak with a full mouth? <laughs> Weren't you taught that as a youngster? Huh? Oh, he's chewing gum. I'm sorry. He's not going to uh, say anything at this point. Yeah, I know. Ricky Ticky with a hat. He looks like uh, Craig Worthing without the beard. Now, that hat is offensive to me. Yeah. he's Rick Shaw is patently offensive to me. I think we ought to get him off the air. He is that brogue in that uh, 80-second talk-up crap of his that went out 30 years ago is patently offensive to me. Mm -hmm. And yet, are we starting a petition drive to get Ricky Ticky off the air? No. <laughs> we just turn Waxy off. That's all. It's very simple. Right. Boy, I mean, he is. does he offend you? Oh, terrible. Drives me nuts. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like a lot of the music if he would just shut up. Yeah, he plays good oldies in the afternoon, but uh, it's uh, hoo-hoo, you know. Hoo-hoo, oh. ricky-ticky, hoo-hoo. Oh, hoo-hoo, uh, <laughs> ha-ha. Anyway, we're going to be at uh, C.B. Smith Park tomorrow. We're going to have Talk Mania 3, which the station has been heavily promoting, by the way. And uh, we're going to have the whole crew out there. Kathy West will be there, and Daffy McCallum is going to be there with her sheets. And Ernie Sochin uh, is going to have four mezuzahs on, and Mike Spindell is going to be out there in his Mets uniform. <laughs> and uh, it ought to really be exciting. And, of course, Glenn Hill promised that he would show up there tomorrow, too. And I'm going to try to get Lee Gillette. And Lee Gillette's going to be out there with his Bermuda shorts and, that, that will and his itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny yellow polka dot. <laughs> so uh, that ought to be quite a show tomorrow. And, of course, uh, between 9 and 9.30, I'll be at Pumpernix. They're going to be giving away free Danish and the coffee. They're nuts, man. They're out of their mind. They're going to be bombarded with freeloaders. And then we're going to be giving away uh, sweet and low.